Gonzaga Nation SI, it's a big week. It's already March Madness. The Zags have already locked up and secured their automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. The 23rd straight year, the Zags have been dancing. Gonzaga Nation SI, we've got a special guest today, one of our columnists. He's a tremendous young writer with aspirations in the business, Asher Ali. Asher, thanks for joining. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. How are you doing? I am good, thanks. So, You've been with working with Gonzaga Nation SI now for the past couple months. You've written a, a number of tremendous features and articles uh, that our readers have been able to, to kind of dive into and learn more about the program and some of the intricacies that are involved. Tell us a little bit about your background, though, where you grew up, how you got into, into journalism, and in particular, sports journalism. Yeah, so uh, I grew up in Los Angeles, California, where I'm currently at now because Gonzaga is on spring break. Um, I love it here in sunny L.A., but for college, um, I wanted two things. I wanted to get a great education um, and the things I was interested in, and I wanted to go somewhere different, which was the Pacific Northwest for me. So um, and journalism was the path that I chose to go down. I'm a double major right now in journalism and international relations. Um, cause I also have, I'm also a fan of like diplomacy and just worldly happenings, but, um, but for me, I think sports journalism really came from like my love for sports journalism just came from as a kid, you know, every day, every, every night going to bed, my dad always have sports center on. Um, I grew up watching guys like Scott Van Pelt and Stuart Scott, um, kill it every night on that eight, eight o'clock hour. And I was like, man, I really want to do that. And then I was like, well, I don't really want to be in front of the camera though. Um, but then once I got to high school, I realized I kind of had a knack for writing a little bit. And I was like, man, if I could take this and, you know, and my original dream was I wanted to be a baseball player. I played baseball throughout all of high school when I was this kid. And then I was like, well, if I can't be a baseball player, you know, let me just try to be a, you know, let me try to be a sports writer or something. So uh, that's what I went for. And um, I'm loving it so far. I got to, you know, I, I remember when I chose Gonzaga, um, I, I was just like most kids out here. I didn't really know too much about it. And my college counselor recommended I apply to go here. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that school. I always pick to go to Sweet 16 every year, the Elite Eight. Um, and, you know, sure enough, I'm here and I'm, I'm loving it. So I'm having a great time. Um, so that's my dog running around crazy. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm having a great time with it so far. And SI has provided me with a really cool opportunity here to get more in-depth in my coverage and really talk about a team that's kind of taking over the nation. When you're kind of navigating through schools and knowing you want to kind of have a new experience, and I've talked to a lot of Kennel Club members with our podcast show on Gonzaga Nation SI, and they've said a lot of similar things. Uh, what was it about GU that stuck out to you, and has your experience been everything that you'd hoped for? Yeah, uh, my experience has been, you know, maybe different than what I first expected going to college. Like, I didn't expect to do a lot of things I'm doing now, but um, I loved it. And the thing that stuck out to me right away when I got to Gonzaga, I remember I visited with my mom one weekend and it was just the fact that like, it was this really big kind of family community. There is this like genuine care that people seem to have for others. Um, I don't have like a background in Jesuit studies or that kind of tradition, but um, I could see it like right off the bat when they talked about it, it seemed very like real and like, it was palpable for sure. Um, you, I could tell that like the kids genuinely care, like they're opening doors for each other. I would walk by and people would just be like, go Zags randomly. And I was like, man, like that's the kind of school spirit I, I've been kind of like, didn't even know I was looking for, but I really did like it. And then after visiting some like bigger schools and stuff and seeing kids seemed a little bit more detached from their university, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely, this place stands out for sure. 
So um, got there for that. And it, it was the exact same way when I got there, at least like school spirit was super high. You get that right off the bat as a freshman in orientation weekend. And then uh, joining, I, you know, I joined the school's club rugby team and like that kind of built my bond with a bunch of other kids and all sorts of things. So um, that was really good. But yeah, that was, you know, that was why Gonzaga really stood out to me was that family culture. And I, I, I really lived that throughout my four years. It got really strong, especially towards the end of my freshman year. Um, I just like met like a really good group of friends and I started getting really more, way more involved in journalism. So I got closer with the kids that were like in my classes. And the great thing about Gonzaga being a smaller school is you have class sizes that are like, you know, got 20 kids at most, 25 kids at most. And it's crazy. So um, because like I talked to my friends who were like, oh yeah, we have 45 kids or 50 kids in our lecture classes at like Oregon or whatever. And I'm like, I don't get that. I got like an intimate connection with my teachers and stuff. And it just made me feel like I was in a place where I was heard um, and welcome. So obviously you said you were always picking Gonzaga to go to the Sweet 16 when it was time to fill out a bracket during March. Um, mo- not all, but most students get situated at some point of being a part of the kennel club going to games did you become a part of the kennel club for a part and then if so what has been the transition to go from cheering the team to then now covering the team yeah um i remember like when i got to orientation like first year um my parents like i had a family like a mutual family friend who had been to gonzaga and my parents were like, oh, well, they like, you know, they said to join Kennel Club right away. Like, that's super vital. So I remember like, I went to the Kennel Club table and signed up with like 50 other kids to join Kennel Club. Um, and so I was definitely a part of it my freshman year. Um, I tented, I think I tented twice. Um, I remember tenting for the UW game. That was really fun. That was when we hit that crazy shot. And I was in the I was in the kennel with my friends. I remember I jumped in my friend's arms and we were like going ballistic and it was just a really good time. Um, and then at first when I started writing for the bulletin, I didn't think, you know, covering like, you know, covering one of the top teams in the country is a little bit intimidating, uh, for any young writer. So I was kind of a little nervous to get in there at first. And then I got some encouragement from the sports writers at the time and they were like, oh man, you should really go for it. And that kind of slowly led to my transition away from being a fan to being a journalist. I started, you know, I, I grew up like I grew up watching basketball and uh, playing a little bit, but I, I I have a love for the game, so it was really cool. My first time going up in a press box, um, and I got to like see the court from that kind of from that angle, and I was like, oh, I get to like study the game now. I was like, you know, honestly, like you know, the kennel's really cool. I love being a fan. I love cheering, but like I love being so you can just like really get into like the nuts and bolts of how the game works and to kind of pick that apart, and then I get to write about it. Like, how cool is that? So. Um, for me getting that opportunity like just once was enough for me to be like yeah I kind of like being up in the press box maybe just a little bit more than being a fan that's that's unique for me though Um, I understand a lot of people love being in the kennel and I I love seeing everybody in the kennel I love seeing my friends in it Um, it's what makes Gonzaga Gonzaga in parts Um, but I I just have a real passion for looking at the game and analyzing it and getting to write about it for people to to take away from things to take things away from it so that's been that's been that's been really fun for me. So it sounds like you found your passion, and that's always something that uh, when you find it, you can chase it. You can go after those, those dreams within that passion. So it sounds like you've made it uh, to, to finding your path. Now the next step is kind of taking steps along that path. You mentioned Scott Van Pelt. You mentioned Stuart Scott. Is there any other journalists slash broadcasters that you kind of take some inspiration from and, and kind of you know look towards their path and say, hey – I can get on a similar trajectory. 
Yeah, uh, one sticks out right away, and this is somebody who uh, I was blessed enough to know from working at at the Gonzaga Bulletin, and, that, and that's Kendra Andrews, um, who now works for ESPN. Um, she was actually the editor-in-chief of the Gonzaga Bulletin, believe it or not, the end of my freshman year, the second semester. Um, and I got to know her. I got to build a relationship with her. And then seeing her rise um, up, you know, through, and, you know, she got, like, right off the bat, she got a job with The Athletic covering the Nuggets, and then she went from there to NBC to cover the uh, to cover the Warriors, and then now she's covering the Warriors for ESPN, working alongside her sister Malika. Um, it's been great for me personally, as um, as a as a young person of color, to see another person of color come from Gonzaga and do great things in an industry that like I have aspirations in. Um, and so I stay in contact with her. It, it, it's kind of cool when you get a role model who you can like actually talk to, right? That's really cool. So. Um, I've been able to, you know, ask her some questions about just like, hey, how do I navigate the industry? Who do I talk to about certain things? Um, and like, you know, if I have, if I need help writing something, I'm like, hey, how have you written like this kind of article before? Um, she's been great for that. And, um, and so seeing her rise to the top and just seeing how she's, and she's not, she's not satisfied either. I got, I got the chance, one of my classes actually talked to her a little while ago and somebody asked like, hey, like, you know, you're already at ESPN. Like, what do you do now? And she's like, well, I still like, you know, I still have aspirations. I still want to write the next best article. I still want to be the next best journalist. I still want to be on ESPN more and more and more or sports center more and more. Um, so seeing that like, she's never kind of her mindset's never changed despite her like great climbs in the industry. Um, that's kind of a mentality I want to maintain. So she's one who sticks out to me right away. Um, trying to think of others. There's some you know, there's some really good podcasters out there. Kenny Beecham, um, who does stuff for TNT and Bleacher Report. Um, he's a, he's an NBA guy for sure, but he has like a dedicated love for basketball. And I would love for that to show through in my writing, just like, you know, I, I like not like, you know, not any biases or anything like that, but just like a fervent passion for the game. Um, he kind of shows them the way that he talks about basketball. So if I could show them the way I write about basketball, I think that's two great things right there. Yeah, you mentioned Kendra. She's been a, a guest on on the ISO podcast that I host. That's taken a break. That will re re pick back up after the season's over. And, and she does a tremendous job of covering the Warriors. Uh, and it's awesome to see a Gonzaga alum kind of ascending that ladder so quickly. How about favorite event that you uh, have had to cover? Um, and actually, let's make this twofold. It, it could be an athlete or it could be an event. Which has been the most exciting for you to cover? Yeah, I would say um, favorite event that I've had to cover would actually probably be um, for the women's basketball team my freshman year. I think it was the first women's game I covered ever at Gonzaga. I just like on a on a whim, like when they were when the sports editors were pitching stories out one night, they're like, oh, yeah, like Gonzaga women's basketball is playing number three Stanford on Saturday. Like anybody want to cover that? And I was like, well, heck, yeah, I do. So I raised my hand, went to cover the game. Um, you know, I didn't know much about, um, about either of our teams at that point, really. Um, and I showed up and like, as the game's going on, I'm like, you know, I'm studying all the players and trying to hey, who's player, like, who's this, who's that. And then like, I, and then I look up and like, we have the lead and it's like halfway through the second quarter. I'm like, yo, okay, this is kind of crazy. And the fans are getting really, really into it, which is awesome. It was my first experience with coach Lisa Fortier, who is a absolute genius, I think on the basketball court. And also just a really cool person. And I saw her getting like super excited on the sidelines on court side. And, um, and it was really fun. I got, I got to like kind of understand the women's basketball team through that game. And then they pulled off the upset win. they, as an, as an unranked team at the time, they beat Stanford. 
and by like three points. And I remember the team went crazy. The, fan, the fans were going nuts. Um, and it's really cool. I think the really cool part about the women's games is that you really get to see the community feel from it. Um, Cause it's a lot of, it's a lot of the community members out there uh, taking up the space and, 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 the, and the place was packed too. The McCarthy Athletic Center was packed full of people um, and everybody's rocking Gonzaga year. You, know, you maybe had a couple of Stanford fans, but everybody's rocking Gonzaga year and they were going so crazy at the end of it. Um, it was, that was a joy to cover. Cause there was, I got, I got to talk to coach afterwards and she was just electric and it was, that was really fun. Um, I also got to write a story on Adam on Gilder um, my sophomore year. Um, for the men's team and that was really cool because I got to talk about his like ties to Texas and how all like you know how he's grown up you know as a fan of, of different sports teams and then from there like he kind of found Gonzaga because he just thought it had a similar energy to where he came from um, and and he was like yeah it has that same family feel and he was starting to build his family so he thought being a part of a family on basketball was a on the basketball court was a really good thing. Well, here are some of your experiences, both as a student as well as a student journalist covering the the, the programs, uh, has been great. You've done a tremendous job with Gonzaga Nation SI this year. Looking forward to uh, following your coverage during the NCAA tournament. But I got to ask you this: What's your prediction for Gonzaga this season in the postseason? Uh, <laughs> uh, prediction for Gonzaga: I think Gonzaga is a surefire number one overall seed. Um, in the tournament, they, they 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 locked that down last night against St. Mary's. Um, so they'll get their run the litter as far as where they want to start their tournament run off. I'm gonna have to guess it'll be Portland. Um, it, it won't be easy though. There's there's a bunch. There's so much parity in college basketball this season. Some of the most we've seen in the past few years. Um, you know, it, we'll get a 16. The Gonzaga will get a 16 seed, and you know may not be the toughest game in the world, but I think even from the round of 32 on, it's going to be contentious for them. Um, you know, and, and we've seen this this year where Gonzaga has that target on their back as they always do. So teams are looking to, to knock off the number one team in the country um, and what sweeter way to do it than end their entire season um, on an upset. So every team's going to be looking for that. Um, I, I do see Gonzaga does look like a legit final four team to me though. Um, you know, there's, I don't think there's, too many like for, as a you know as, a, as an anal as a semi-analyst or whatever like I I don't see too many flaws in the program um and the and the flaws that do kind of get shown Mark Few's really good at like, ironing those out the next game so um if he's able to make those sort of minute to minute adjustments within the game final four team for sure um so I guess we'll be seeing them in New Orleans um but I I think you know I think a matchup with Arizona I think Arizona is a team that we could see at some point and that would be a really, really tough matchup for us. So Tommy Lloyd um, definitely knows how to keep his offense up with ours, and that could get really fun really quick. Um, this Baylor team too. Baylor is not, uh, you know, Baylor is not the same team they were last year, but they still boast a really strong defensive front court. So um, we saw during the tournament that guys like Drew Timmy and Chet Holgram can struggle. It's possible um, when they do are the guards can pick it up, but um, if Baylor's front court can kind of hold Drew and Chet to low numbers, um, that game could get really interesting. So I could see, you know, final four run championship for sure, but um, it's, it's March, baby. There's, there's, there's no telling what's going to happen, you know? Absolutely. Well, Asher, I appreciate you being a part of Gonzaga Nation SI. Hopefully our listeners, as well as uh, people that follow uh, the website have gotten a chance to learn a little bit more about you and your great work. So thanks again for joining of course, Dan. Thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it.